to the DGD Podcast, the Georgia Bulldogs podcast for dogs. From the gun again on first down, fires wide, Juan Daniels, touchdown Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go dogs! Welcome to the DGD Podcast. Guys, we've got a banger of a show for you today. But first, I'm going to welcome on Dot. If you don't know him, he's local to me. Wilding out. you The list goes on. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. What is all this go dogs foolishness? You told me in my DMs we were talking about the Tar Heels. You said no. you was in North Carolina. We were talking about the Tar Heels. I pop up on the screen and it's go dogs this, bulldogs that. What kind of sabotagery is this? Yeah, I'm not saying it's sabotage by any means, Dot. Now, I'll tell you this. We are talking North Carolina, and there's a reason why Georgia fans need to know about North Carolina and why we need to take serious consideration about the Tar Heels looking forward to this season. Now, obviously, as the show goes on, we'll explain. Uh, look, the unofficial mascot of the Tar Heels is on the show right now. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, look, you you came on, you uh, really wilding out, you, you know, 102 Jams is a, a radio show close to me, three live crew, listen to it all the time, by the way. Uh, you know, look, you're a hype man for the Carolina Cobras. You know, UNCG, look, that's my alma mater. That's I've right. got a little side story right here. Uh, you know, I went to several basketball games, heard you hyping up uh, yeah. for West Miller and company. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, hey, man, it's a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, obviously it's going to be interesting to hear what you've got to say about them Tar Heels, man. Now let me ask you a question real quick because you being a UNCG Spartan, a huge Dogs fan, are you going to root any for Cincinnati now that Coach West is over there? You know, I don't have a problem with Cincinnati, man. Okay. Um, you know, they are my uh, from a football standpoint, right? They are my respect uh, in the bowl game. They I, honestly, we pulled one off, so it is what it is there. Uh, but Fickle and company and the football squad, you know, definitely uh, respected. Uh, at least earned my respect there. You know, sure. when it comes to basketball, though, they got a good program, and I think West Miller, you know, looking at what he did at UNCG, yeah. uh, you know, and me going to several games and seeing Isaiah Miller and. You know, all them guys, man, you know, for what it's worth, I think he's going to have that uh, program on the up and up. Obviously, on this, obviously, this isn't UGA-related, guys, but this is personal to me. Um, so definitely, you know, I, I'm going to pull for it, man, when it comes to basketball. I have to. It's, you know, it's just Wes Miller. You know? For sure. For sure. That's how I felt, man, like as a Tar Heel fan. And, yes, I am BDOT, the unofficial mascot of Tar Heel basketball, um, Tar Heel athletics. You dig? Um, I know this is for the dogs. So big shouts to the dogs, man. Um, a little a – little, I got a little bit of love for the dogs because, uh, you know, we had a homie from the 252 area uh, from Tarboro actually play for the dogs and then yes, come sir. to the NFL. Uh, that girly boy, you dig? So I'm a huge tie girl. That's the homie. And um, so when he was out in um, L.A., I got to kick it with him a little bit because my homie Big Plays Hayes, um, who's from High Point right here in the triad area, he played on that Rams team too. So I got to kick it with Gurley a lot, man. That's the homie. So I got a lot of respect for the dogs, man. Nothing but love for the dogs. But as far as the Tar Heels, let me tell you something. It is time for the temperature to be turned up on awareness for our football program, brother. It's time. Yeah, you know, obviously, look, it's a dog, you know, it's a dog podcast. Yes. And and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, if if you think that Clemson is gonna be the you're just gonna walk away from everybody this year, I understand your reasoning, but I'm telling you, after this show, I think you're gonna open some eyes and understand that hey, look. North Carolina might be a factor in this. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard about this. I got a, a friend of mine at Pick Six Previews. He actually put the Tar Heels as his one of his uh, playoff teams. Did you know about that? 
I did not know about that, but I'm greatly appreciative. Listen, <laughs> it can happen. Like, that third spot is going to be somewhere between Clemson, Carolina, Alabama, somewhere in there. What, you going to have Oklahoma State? Or Oklahoma, you're going to have Ohio State. Um, I know, of course, you're thinking Georgia should be there, right? I think so. I, th- there's so many different options right now. And, and obviously, right. you know, the playoff expand into 12. Uh, you know, that's, that's a whole different ball game. You can right, sit there right, for right. hours on that. Uh, but looking at the four right here, you know, I, I think looking at the scope of the NCAA and what other teams around, you know, the co- uh, really the country uh, are having to sit here and replace and what Georgia brings back, I think, is the reason why, you know, as dog fans, we think that this is the year to get back into the playoffs and really, you know, win what's ours and, and what we think, and that's a national title. So, you know, looking right. at it right here, obviously, look, Bama's lo- Bama lost a lot of talent. They, they like lost Clemson. Lot. Clemson lost a lot of talent. But the thing about it is they're, they're going to reload and they're always going to be problems. So you you look at Oklahoma with bringing Rattler back. I think Oklahoma's a lot for the playoffs based off of the Big 12, well, SEC now, um, schedule. Right. But, uh, you know, you look at Oklahoma, I think Ohio State, you know, if you're not familiar with the name C.J. Stroud, I think you need to know relatively quickly because mm-hmm. that kid was a, the kid's a baller coming out of high school. And right. obviously replacing Justin Fields is not going to be easy. But, look, he's got the, probably arguably the best receiving core in the nation to help him transition into as a full-time starter. So you look at Oklahoma. But the ACC, though, this is the key, and this is why I brought you on here. Everybody looks at Clemson, and, and sure, you have to beat Clemson to make it in. I get that. But North Carolina, in my opinion, has the best shot even over Miami. Listen, let me tell you. It's almost like when people think of your conference, what team do they think about in football? Absolutely, Alabama. Absolutely. But you, I see them in the comments right now. It's dog time. Go dogs. Because y'all feel like it's y'all's time. Alabama, the last couple of years, they haven't been as strong. Yes, they've still been dominant because it's Alabama, but they haven't been as strong. You see little little loop or little areas of weakness where you can come through little, for lack of a better word, chinks in the armor, where you feel like you can come and dominate and get a dub and represent your conference in the bowl or in the playoffs. We feel the same way, bro. Like over the last couple of years, yes, Clemson, when you think of ACC football, you're going to think of Clemson. For those that don't know, Dogs fans, we broke up into two separate divisions in our conference. You got Coastal and you got Atlantic. In our in our conference, Carolina, we've got Coastal, right? So we're sitting here with Pitt, and Clemson is over there with NC State, et cetera, et cetera. So we would only have to play them one time, period. We would only have to play them once. We don't have a situation where we have to play Clemson twice. Now, yes, Clemson is the juggernaut, no doubt about it. But over the past three years, we've been on the incline. Carolina football, since we got Mac Brown, we've been on the trajectory forward. Like three years ago, Carolina football was two and nine. Yep. Two years ago, seven and six. Last year, eight and four. Now, mind you, to Dogs fans, that might not be, I mean, you know, you might not be impressed by those numbers. But from Tar Heel fans, we're very impressed with those numbers because we know that we very could have been nine and nine and four. We very well could have been 10 and two because there were a couple of games where we lost with about two points, three points. Six points total in two games, three games. Two years ago in 2019, we played Clemson, lost by one point. Yeah, I was, about to, bring, I was about to bring that up. Yep. Bro, that's when they had the Trevor Lawrence team. Yep. This Clemson team is the most fragile team that it's that he's had in years. He's not 100% confident at quarterback. He's not 100% confident at running back. Meanwhile, we are very confident. Yes, we lost some some heavy weaponry in our backfield and at wide receiver, but we restocked that, and we got preseason ACC All-American, as far as I like to concern, Sam Howell. Sam Howell, the quarterback, is the X factor. 
Mac Brown, he is the best coach in the ACC, not named Dabo, right? So yep. from that perspective, the Tar Heels are locked and loaded. Our defense is loaded. We keep refilling the sh uh, shelves. 2022 class, we already got 12 recruits coming. We got Tony Grimes right there. You're dog fans. Y'all familiar with Tony Grimes, aren't you? <laughs> Nevertheless, we got Tony Grimes. Preseason AC, all ACC, he's going to be a dog. We got two other corners that could have very well got those accolades. We all got Storm Duck out there. Like, I'm telling you. The best name in college football. The best <laughs> name in college football, fam. I'm telling you, man. Like, Tario fans are very excited coming in, man, because, again, the trajectory that Mac Brown has put us on has been, like, again, from 2-9 and nine to 8-4 and four and very well could have been 10-2. and two. I don't just say that in jest. And it is because – Mac Brown did what was smart. He did what Fedora refused to do, and that is recruit in state. It speaking is of studs here, speaking about recruiting in state, look, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But I want to come back to your point about uh, North Carolina as a program, guys. If you if you're not familiar with Mac Brown, there's a program that he coached at called Texas, and he won a national title there. You're he familiar. knows how to he knows how to get it done. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at the ACC right now, and you know. To Dot's point here, you know, Clemson doesn't have Trevor Lawrence anymore. They don't have uh, tr uh, Travis Etienne anymore. However, I'm not going to discredit that DJ is not going to be – he's going to do just fine. He uh, is. Lin, Lin J. Dixon, I think, will be just fine. Uh, will Shipley is going to be the X factor for them. Right. Uh, but, right but right now, look, it, it's it's young, and they got a hard test. And we know this, all Dogs fans, we know this. Clemson and Georgia, September 4th in Charlotte. We're gonna. That's a true litmus test, right there. Playoff caliber uh, game, right there. Absolutely. Start the season. So the thing about this is this. You know, we'll even bring this over. I'm gonna bring this up here, Dot, so we can talk about this. When when Dot talks about Carolina and not having to play them, so if you're if you're able to watch here, this is the Carolina schedule this year. So you start off against uh, VTech in Lane Stadium up in Blacksburg, which is gonna be awesome. I love that environment. I love. Man, that it's so lit, dog. And it's a is it? It's a night game. It should be. I hope it's a night game. Man, I, I would like think it'd be. I would think it'd be prime time. Yeah, I would think yeah, it'd be prime time. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. looking at that right there, then you go to Georgia State, uh, Virginia, Georgia Tech, which hey, dogs fans, we know all too well. Uh, you know, Duke, uh, and we Florida. owe Virginia. We owe Virginia. We owe Florida State. We owe Miami. Like that run right there is going to be od. Duke, yes. of course, that's rivalry. Whether it's football, basketball, lacrosse, ping yep. pong, beer pong, it doesn't matter. Whenever we see Duke, that's a rivalry. So it's always yep. going to be a tough. You know, looking at the schedule here, though, this is the first time I've laid eyes on this schedule. Actually, Doc. me too. Me you too. Know, the 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 Florida State Miami back to back is really the hardest part of your schedule. Uh, you know, you look at Miami uh, right seven games or six seven weeks in. Uh, you know, no bye week yet, and then you go in straight to play Miami. I think it's a home game, but nonetheless, it's Miami, which in right. my opinion is the third. You know, is right behind y'all. Uh, in, in regards to uh, the best program in the ACC, and I don't even think it's close. Right. You have, you know, you have Clemson, you have North Carolina, you have Miami, and then it's a huge drop off. But uh, you know, looking at that game right there, I think that's the X factor because if you win that game, it, it basically assures you. I mean, obviously you got to handle business, but it assures you uh, a trip to Charlotte to play Clemson. And, and look, this whole show is based off of the assumption that y'all get it done and, right. and you go to Charlotte. This is why Georgia fans, we need to understand what North Carolina is made of because they have a damn good team. And me being in North Carolina, really uh, in close proximity to die here, we know, you know, obviously I'm a dogs fan. I keep up with that right there, but if I'm doing you a disservice, if I don't tell you about the teams that you need to keep an eye out for, right. and that's why we're doing this right now. Right. 
No, nah, man, this this Carolina football team, man, we have been built like we have we have depth at each position. We have a coach that is very, very uh um he, he's just a dog. You know that, man. He like got so much experience. Do so much. Like he had Carolina top tier before we had those transgressions with those guys like Rob Quinn. And you remember that era. Yeah. And then he had to leave. And you know, we were scraping the bottom of the cellar. We had a bunch of different um taxes imposed on us, if you will. And it really messed with our recruiting, football and basketball, as a matter of fact. And but now with Coach Mac back, again, with him understanding the importance of recruiting in state. Like it just does something like like North Carolina. The school is so big in the state of North Carolina that when you're growing up and you're like you're, you're chose to pick. A t- it's a line drawn in the sand in North Carolina. For you dogs fans that have never been to North Carolina, there is a line drawn in the sand in basketball. You're either going to pick Carolina or you're going to pick Duke. If you don't want to pick either one of those, you're going to pick NC State. That's it. In Depending football, on if, you, if you're in if you're in Winston Salem, you're gonna pick the uh, the Demon Deacons, but yeah, 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 yeah. Tim Duncan. That was a time. That was a time. That was a time. That was a time. But there, like right now, there are no young kids that want to be Wake Forest fans. Regardless, if you're from Winston, you could be born in the Joel, but you're not gonna be a Wake Forest fan. But neither here nor there. In, in football, it's you Carolina or you're NC State. That's it. Nobody is a Duke fan in football. Wake Forest, not sometimes, football. Huh? Not football. You're right. Well, it's hard to find a Duke fan that keeps up. It's with hard to find a Duke football fan, bro. Like for real. So that's how it's broken up. So you're gonna pick one regardless. With that being said, as Tar Heel fans, again, <laughs> we understand that Clemson is the juggernaut. The same way Dogs fans understand that Alabama is the juggernaut. But the same optimism that you all see with the status of your team, the players, the depth of the players, like we feel that same way. Are you all confident in your coaching? I'm not. I'm not huge on the dogs' um, uh, uh, roster and things of that such. But are y'all happy with y'all's coaching? Because we couldn't be more pleased with Coach Mack. You know, there's a lot of uh, as Georgia fans. I'll answer this question. Uh, I might not speak for everybody, but at least I'll give you my opinion here. I like what we have uh, in the staff. Um, you know, looking at Kirby Smart, he's he's done something kind of similar to what Mack's done, and it really recruiting at a high level. You look at what Mark Rick, no discredit, and all prayers out to him by the way as well. You know, you look at the you know the the rankings, right? If you go back and look into, over time, you see on average in top ten. You know, with with Kirby Smart, you know you're seeing top fives every year, no question. Right. Right. And and let's be honest here, when it comes to recruiting, you know, top ten finishes are nice, but in the SEC, a top ten you could be tenth and still come in fourth, right? In right. in your conference, right? So you know to finish and, and you know finish number one, number three, number two four last year, whatever, you know, that's only the start. But I like what Kirby's instilling, and I think now's the time. And this year, you know, looking back in the you know previous year, the last four games with our uh, JT Daniels, when he came in, you know, we, we had been trying to break out this offense, you know, and Dogs fans understand this, trying to establish this pass-happy offense. And as the times in the, are, are changing in the game, it's not your defense wins championships anymore like that. It helps, but it's not going to yeah. win the game. Right. So, you know, obviously Georgia of old, you probably remember this, run, 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 pass just to open the field up and then keep running. it. Right. That's not how college football is working anymore and being successful. And, what, and by successful, I mean uh, winning titles. You right. know, Georgia wants to win a title, and Kirby's going to basically do whatever it takes to do that, which is why we brought in Todd Monken, open this uh, you know, offense up. I, I really love what we're seeing there. 
you know, the last four games when JT Daniels, you saw the offense turn and really start to see the potential for what we should expect and what we did last year. Uh, you know, looking at it this year, uh, you know, obviously JT stays healthy. I, I think with the with the room that we've got at receiver and tight end, I don't know if you're familiar with this. We got six eight Darnell Washington, and then Eric Gilbert transfers from LSU that can that's going to play our receiver for us six five two fit like two forty two fifty as a yeah. receiver. Dog. So we've got size, we've got world class speed. Ari, yeah. uh, name you might want to keep up with Arian Smith. Uh, what I mean, world class. I mean, world class. Like right. t- 10 zero in the one hundred meter. Right. Like it's going to take the top off. So this is you know from a Georgia perspective, this is the year. You know, you have all the pieces, and, and George Pickens was the X factor there. Uh, comes off of a you know comes off in uh, in spring and tears his ACL, but coming back. I, I think looking at the schedule for us, obviously outside of Clemson, look, we're going to be in the contention to play in the SEC championship, which also transfers over to the playoffs. Pickens will be back. So, you know, looking at what we're expecting, you know, in regards to our offense, you know, sure, there's some question marks on our defense, right? You look at secondary, in my opinion, uh, is, is our big question mark. On, and that's from an experience standpoint. We lost four guys to the draft, and all of them started outside of Lewisine, which headhunter, by the way. Uh, hmm. You know, but you look at, you know, we bring in Darian Kendrick and, and that's a name you're probably familiar with uh, from Clemson. Yeah. So, you know, you bring him in, you bring in Tyke Smith from West Virginia to kind of help bring in some experience. Uh, and then the talent is never a question. So it's just a matter of getting these guys game experience uh, and doing that. And when you add in, hey, a Charlotte native, uh, Jordan Davis, by the way, uh, right. 6'6", 350, I think it is, like huge, humongous man, uh, right. you know, coming back right for his senior or bring, coming back for an extra year, running it back. Georgia fans have all the hype right now, but we're also like, for me, I'm, I'm way, I, I got to see it, man. I got to see it. I can't get my hopes up to, uh, too much. I just got to get done. I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like I'm optimistic that we can win the um, ACC and be in the, in a, in a playoff. But the reality is, man, this team has to pay attention to detail. Like, again, we lost two quality running backs. Yes. Two quality <clears throat> wide receivers. So we have to fill those positions. Now, I do feel like we can fill those positions. we got a great sophomore um, wide receiver and um, Josh Downs. Yep. Um, again, like Sam Howell is going to be the X factor, but he's going to have to play smart. Like I was saying earlier, there were games last year we didn't even get to play Clemson. Why? Because there were games that we lost that we shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? And, for example, uh, what was it? We lost, to, we lost to Wake Forest and App two years ago. We lost to Virginia and Florida State last year. The Florida State game, Florida State is always tough, but the way the game was played, we should have won that game. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain, we have to make up, we have to put ourselves in a position where we even get to play Clemson. If we get to play Clemson in Charlotte in the ACC championship, then, um, you know, I feel like our odds are, 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 are in, a, in a very high favor that we can beat Clemson and, and make it to a playoff if, you know, depending – because, again, depending on how the, all that sits around you. Like you said, we got 12 teams now, and that's a whole other – like, it's just ridiculous now. I don't even yep. know. There, there's so much uh, – there's so much – there's so many questions, right, that, right. That, can, that need to be answered. And like I said, looking back at the schedule, you know, really d- throughout the season, you know, taking care of business week in and week out is going is to be huge for not only Georgia – but it's going to be North Carolina as well. Absolutely. You know, looking at looking at the situation here for North Carolina, though, you you look at if you can handle Florida State, which I think Florida State is going to be a tough game for y'all. 
Uh, I think Florida State's going to be a tough, uh, tough game for anybody this year. You know, look at what Norvell uh, is doing down there, especially at recruiting. Uh, right. But I'm curious to see what they put on the field and how how that transitions there. Right. But Miami, if, with De'Eric King, if he comes back fully healthy and like he was before he got uh, injured in the bowl game, I think that's going to be the maybe the conference game of the year. Right. Uh, you know, with especially with what's at stake, because really whoever wins that game is going to Charlotte. It's got to be, in my opinion. Right. Um, so, you know, obviously taking care of business before, you know, obviously getting ahead and thinking ahead and, and going to Charlotte for the Tar Heel State. Uh, for the sake of that, it's going to be key. So, you know, let's be honest here. Uh, we're going to transition over to our next topic, though. Uh, you know, why North Carolina is where they are. And a lot of that is uh, in-state recruiting. Uh, and really, a lot of them come local to us. Uh, you know, look at Miles Murphy, uh, probably one of the best defen- uh, defensive guys on the team, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong. Uh, you know, I think he's going to have a huge year this year, straight yeah. out of the, straight out of our backyard in Dudley. Uh, you yes. know, Rit- Ritzy, uh, Ra Ra Dilworth, like yeah. s- several of these guys are literally just like in our backyard, uh, yeah. and they're playing huge roles on this team with high expectations and potential playoff ramifications. You know, so I know you're obviously you're being well versed with um, you know the Tar Heels. You know, talk about some of these local kids. Uh, you know that are actually playing for the Tar Heels, making big roles, and, and why why those kids can make a make a big deal when it comes to playing Clemson if that were to happen. It's the pride issue. That's, that's what I was saying a little bit earlier, man. Like when you're growing up in this area, you want to be a Tar Heel. You want to be a Wolfpack. You want, you, so when those teams don't recruit you like was in years past, you feel some kind of way. Like So what happens is you end up going to Georgia as a Tar girly and becoming a superstar, phenomenal athlete. There's no way Todd Gurley should have went to Georgia. No disrespect to Georgia, but there's no way he should have gotten out of North Carolina, is my point. And the reality is that we went through a time where North Carolina athletes weren't being recruited by North Carolina. And when you talk about your jobs, your Ritzies and your and, and your and your and your rah-rahs and your um, you know, these guys, they grow up wanting to be Tar Heels. So when they become Tar Heels, it's a whole nother level of pride. It's almost like representing in the in the Olympics because you're representing your state and you're representing everything you wanted to be growing up. That's why, like in basketball, Dayron Sharp wanted to be a Tar Heel. Like he's from North Carolina. He wanted to be a Tar Heel. Basketball program has rarely had issues recruiting in state. They're very smart with that. They'll go out of state and grab a Joel Berry or JP Tokido. But for the most part, they're going to recruit in-house. Your Theo Pensons, your Kennedy Meeks. That's what they're going to do in basketball. Back in the day, going back, stack house. Bro, they've always done it. Football went off the rails with that in Mac's absence. And now that Mac is back, Mac has done that. And it is very, very smart. Um, I, it's, it's a player. I can't even think of his freaking name. But he's um, it's right on the tip of my tongue. And it's drawing me uh, Power Eccles. He's from North Carolina. This kid's going to be a monster. Power Eccles is going to be a freaking monster for Carolina, dog. He's a freshman. Like, that's the, that's the smart thing. And Cats noted his talent in North Carolina. Like, it's funny that you were saying that because when you were talking about your um, staff earlier, I remember Coach Rigsby. I did know Coach Rigsby. And how do I know Coach Rigsby? Because I was over at Grimsley one evening, and a helicopter lands on the baseball field. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And they were like, that's Coach Rigsby here to see Travis. Travis was just a sophomore. This is his sophomore year. He's headed into his senior year. And if you dogs, I'm pretty sure you dogs are familiar with yep. the um, top five defensive end in the state, Travis Shaw. Yep. Top five defensive state defensive end in the country, I mean, Travis Shaw. 
but he went to my alma mater, Grimsley High School. He goes there. And I was over at Grimsley just, you know, just fraternizing with the folks and chopping it up. And Coach Rigsby actually pulled up um, on in the chopper, bro, on campus. That was my first time actually seeing some shit like that. The Kirby copter comes out. Dude, uh, the Kirby copter comes out. I was like, this is big business. This dude is really a stud, yo. But it was, it was just, it's just awesome, man. There's a lot of talent in North Carolina. Just, I'm sure there's a lot of talent everywhere, but it's different when you play for the state, play for the, for the, for the college in your state that you grew up as a fan of. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know, looking at it right here, I think you, you kind of, to go back here, uh, you look at what uh, Fedora did, right? Fedora, like that was, Fedora was there when the uh, Jordan brand came through uh, and really took over the program. Uh, you know, football deal signing with uh, obviously with the partnership with Jordan Brand. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, there's a guy named Michael Jordan that uh, you know that went to the Tar Heels. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, cool. you know, he was, in my opinion, he was more about the publicity. Like it, that's what it seems like to me. Uh, you know, and, and Mac, you know, sure, you know, recruiting's a part of you know PR and, and showing face things like that. But Mac knows what it takes, and, and Georgia understands this personally too. Kirby Smart understands what it means to lock down the state and don't let these guys out. Now to Georgia's situation here, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Metro area, it's almost impossible for you to keep, you know, all these kids in there because there's just so damn many of them just in the right. Metro area alone. You know, so you're going to have, you're going to have Clemson's and Bama's and, you know, all these Ohio States coming in and picking guys out. That's, that's understandable. Now, when it comes to North Carolina, I was interested. Obviously, I'm not mad, you know, but you look at some names from, you know, from Georgia, right? Uh, guys from North Carolina that come uh, come to mind. You said Todd Gurley. You look at uh, Zeus, uh, Zamir White uh, coming from Laurenburg. You right. look at, uh, you know, Jordan Davis, you know, uh, coming out of Charlotte, you know. Right. So you look at those names right there, uh, you know, throughout, throughout time when Mac wasn't here, you know, and really I'm kind of glad that he wasn't there because <laughs> I don't feel as confident with those guys coming uh, you know, if that would be the case. But, uh, you know, you look at what Mac's doing now and recruiting these guys in, in state. And, and I want to try to talk about the 2022 cycle, right? There's a lot of kids here, a lot of elite kids, just local to us, right? Just local. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about a few of them, right? Just within Greensboro purposes alone. Uh, you know, I look at Grimsley, what they come in. Look, Grimsley just come off of a 4A state title uh, this worry. past year. Yes, uh, you know, you look at what Rigsby on that defensive uh, as a defensive coordinator there, Coach Rigsby. Uh, you know, ha- having having guys like Travis Shaw, having Tamorye Thompson, kids a fucking animal. I'm just gonna leave it there. Kids an animal. You know, but one of the things about the 2022 class is, you know, this is one year, in my opinion, that you cannot look at rankings. You know, these recruiting services, you know, they they use their rankings, things like that. Look, this is not the year to look at that. Uh, if you're one of those folks, I, I highly suggest you uh, not think about it too much this year because with COVID and, and dead period opening back up in July, right? Camps finally able to go on. Look, there's going to be kids that are vastly underrated. Georgia, right. we we understand there's a name that you may need to know, Georgia fans. Carlton Madden, kid's going to be a stud. Uh, going to be a stud. But look, 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 obviously we're local here, you know. Right now, you look at a couple guys, like I said, Tamorye, right? Everybody knows Travis Shaw. Everybody knows it, rightfully so. But, like, you look at these, you know, under I wouldn't say underrated, but, like, under-known, lesser-known kids. Uh, yeah, underseen. 
Yes. You know, yeah. you look at M- Makai Wall uh, from right. Dudley. You look at, like I said, Tamorier uh, from Grimsley. You know, and you being an alum, you understand there's a t- Caleb Carton. Uh, you yeah. know, several kids, several kids from Grimsley. Yeah. Yes. And, and the quarterback, you know, committed to James Madison. You know, like in, in a typical year, you know, state titles mean something, you know. So, you know, you yeah. look at these kids right here. Look, love what I saw on state from, you know, Grimsley's standpoint. I love what I saw. You know, you, there are certain things we talked about prior to. Look, you can't teach effort. You can't right. teach, you know, the ethic. You know, you can if you're not going to sit there and put 100% out, that's something a coach ain't going to be able to help you with. That's something right. you've got to figure out for yourself. You know, you look at, you know, coaches are really having to adjust. And I think Mac is doing a damn good job about this. He's smart. Here, well, yeah. And I think Kirby, obviously, you know, you look at recruiting, and you start to see these guys with three stars. You know, casual people look at that like, oh, why are they picking up three stars? Stars don't mean a damn thing, especially this year, because yeah. Makai Wall, uh, Makai is a three star. You know, I don't even think Tamoria has got a star ranking. If he does, right. I think it'd probably be a three star. Right. Watching watch them on tape, right? Watching them on tape. Whoever gets these kids, man, right. they're going to be happy with what they got. You know, and, and size, I understand size plays a part in recruiting, you know, especially elite, you know, D, you know, elite D1. It could make or break uh, an elite from a mid, you know, group of five or whatever. But let's be honest, these kids around here, man, they've, they've got some skill, they've got talent. It's just loaded in, in the Greensboro area, right? You look at Kernersville yeah. right down the road uh, with Glenn, you know, ton of talent there. Right. And one of the things that, you know, East Forsyth, East Forsyth putting East out some stuff too. Oh, yes. You know, so what, what I, I want to take away from this, you know, from, from all, most of my audience is from Georgia or around that area. If you're not familiar with the North Carolina scene, in years past, North Carolina hasn't really been a thought for football. It's been a basketball by all means. Right. The way the local high school scene's coming, though, North Carolina is starting to put out a lot of elite talent across the board, across the state. You know, right. typically in years past, you would look at Charlotte. And Charlotte's right. your main hub for talent. You know, you, like Sam Howe, right, come from around the Charlotte right. area. But but now you're starting to see kids, especially on the Tar Heels, coming from Greensboro, right? Yeah. And to your point, they want to play for the in-state team. It means something. Right. right. But, but that right. also tells me that North Carolina is on the up and up with, with talent across the state. You know, look at uh, Eli Hall. I don't know if you know him, but from Shelby, he just committed to Wake Forest. Right. You know, so, you know, you look at these right here. These kids are coming in, and they're, you know, 2022 is going to be one of them. Just like Omarion Hampton. Like he's gonna yes, be a that dude's going to be a baller. Dude. That dude's like going to be a Sebastian Like, these kids are going to be monsters. And, like, and to your point, and I would like to correct myself. Earlier I was saying Coach Rigsby, and I clearly did not mean Coach Rigsby. I clearly – Mint Coach Smart, Kirby Smart, but that's not the end of there. No, no um, worries there. But I, I wanted to say to your point, branding, like um, Coach Fedora, like getting the Jordan brand and stuff and wanting to promote it in order for recruiting, important, very important. But you want to know something? Don't nothing recruit kids like wins. Yeah, Wins is what helps in recruiting more than anything. So if you're sitting a bunch of players in a bunch of Jordan gear and you're going two and nine, don't nobody want to come with Jordan Gear and sit on the damn bench, let's talk Rob. About, let's talk about Michigan. Just saying. <laughs> Point but proven. Not, but Point I'll tell you proven. this. One of the things from an outsider standpoint here with Fedora, in my opinion, you know, the PR stuff was good. He was good with that. Talking to the, you know, talking to public, everything like that, and the media, good at that. My His fatal flaw was evaluation. Yeah. Because not saying nothing to discredit the kids, you know, that he recruited – they didn't produce 
So it, I think it's a part of coaching, but, you know, evaluation could have played a part there too. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he exactly got what he needed to run his system there. But like I said, with Mac there, it's a completely different, it's a completely different system. The nature of the beast is he's going to go out and pick, he's going to have North Carolina in competition with the best of the best when it comes to these kids around the country. You know, obviously it just so happens that Georgia and North Carolina and Clemson really are battling out with A&T. Uh, being, you know, Travis Shaw's top four, right? Final four. Right. So, right. you know, North Carolina in years past, I don't know if it would have been a would have been an afterthought, maybe. Yeah. You know, especially for kids like Travis Shaw that are for sure. I think they've got it. I think the composite has them at four now, uh, or three or four in the country. Dude. So, you know, that's it's like that it's, just, it's been a it's been a total revamp though, Rob. Like, I mean, like to your correct to your point, you're hundred percent correct. Like five years ago, even. Five years ago, Travis Shaw wouldn't have been thinking about going to Carolina. It didn't have the it didn't have that it factor. Right now, though, it's cool to be a Tar Heel. It yeah. looks good. Like coach, coach, you got coach, uh, coach Mac out there with the different Jordans on for the games. Like kids see that. That's dope. You got social the social media. media going hammer. You know what I'm saying? It's a change in the guard. You know, like it's a pride thing of I want to be a part of the team that takes down Clemson. I want to yep. be a part of the team that changes the trajectory of Carolina football. Now it's a lot more pride in that. And again, you're in state doing that. Like Coach Mac Brown is the reason for that, dog. Like just understanding Coach Hubert Davis, he said he like from the Tar Heel basketball side, he was in practice. And even at his press conference, he said it's pride in being a Tar Heel. Yeah. It's pride, dude. Like, like, and again, from for your for your dogs fans that's looking is like, why in the hell he got this Carolina dude on here talking so much shit today? Where's the dogs news? I'm telling you, we're so alike, dogs fans and Tar Heel fans, because we said we have the same freaking juggernauts ahead of us that we're trying to prove. Hey, guess what? Once we get over that mountain, we can damn say, hey, we are the real fucking deal. Nobody Sky's thinks the that limit at that point. Yeah. Nobody thinks the Bulldogs are shit as long as Alabama is still running the conference. And until Georgia punches Alabama in the mouth, like I saw, him, I put money on Georgia beating Alabama a couple of years. What team was that they had? Buddy that went to um when didn't y'all have Chubb and um Chubb Michelle man I put yeah. money on y'all man I had that, money yeah. I love that team dog I loved Sony Michelle he was my favorite fucking running back I loved him dog and that Georgia team like I just love the attitude of the dogs I loved y'all's fans and this is before I ever even knew of your the DGD podcast or Rob or any of that like just being outside looking in like I could fuck with them like they get down and I remember actually putting money on y'all I think. Wasn't that in the Clemson game? Uh, which are you no, talking Alabama. about? Alabama. Wasn't it Alabama? It must, are you talking about the national title game? Yes. Yeah, that was 2017. That was yeah. That was that's a game that hurts every Georgia fan, and it's Does gonna. It? Oh fuck yeah, man! Because like nobody expects second 26 to happen, right? Like right. Like right. I, look, I, look, every listen, whoever's listening to this, we about, uh, prepare yourself, guys. It's almost NSFW right now in your hearts. I get it. But that's you know, y'all's Villanova for Carolina uh, fans. Uh, Villanova, Chris. No, nah, that's like, that's more of like a that's more of like a Falcon situation. Mm. But uh, but no, enough about that. Enough about okay, that. Okay, sorry. Basically, sorry. Well, no, no, you're good. You're good. But now I think looking at that season, though, you know, that's something that Georgia's had. But now it's going to take a different level. You know, we had that swagger. Not only did we have, you know, you had Chubb and Michelle, right? That was our that was our duo right there. That was. That's all you needed, but you still had good players. You had Fromm as a freshman, right? Right, had, right. Jake Fromm, he was off the chains. Lorenzo Carter, Roquan Smith, you know, all these names. Uh, 
you know, so many, so many players. I that couldn't team was listen. stacked, dog. That team was stacked. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it, it hurt. It hurt me because you go from the emotional high of the Rose Bowl win against Baker in Oklahoma, comeback right. win, and, and Michelle running uh, the walk off. Right? Yes, dog. Touchdown. That's when I was like, "This dude is off the chains." I'm telling oh, you right now. I even put him on my fantasy football team with the Patriots just because I love oh, him so shit. much. I love now, Tony Michelle. One, one of the one of the things about that though is like you know. And we'll, I'll, I'll bring this up just after this, but seeing that emotional high, you know, and then seeing what happened in the first half right, when we had uh, Bama, basically like we were beating the shit out of them, you know, and then it kind of you start to see that comeback, and you're like, fuck. So you sit there, and then you know, to second twenty six happens, and then you go from literally two weeks ago with you're on like cloud nine and a half, right? And then you go to the just crushing defeat, right. and it's been it's haunted Georgia ever since, right? You know, but enough about that right there. I do want to talk about this right here. You know, looking at Georgia, Georgia understands tradition, right? And, and I think North Carolina is all about this too. You know, no, North Carolina has always been perceived as this basketball program, rightfully so, but right, they've always right. been perceived from everybody outside of North Carolina, and hell, a lot of even in North, in state North Carolina, just a basketball school. Mac Brown has that program looking at, hey, look, they, they, they got a good basketball program, but hey, their football team ain't that bad either. And, and that, you know, like you talked about with Fedora, you know, wins helps in recruiting. And it does. But like I said, there's a lot of pieces to recruiting. You know, I just don't know if he had the it factor to be the head coach at the Tar Heels. Right. Mac Brown knows what it's like. He understands tradition. Guys, Mac Brown coached back in the mid-90s here, right. early to mid-90s at the Tar Heels. Right. He coached there. You know, so he understands what it means to be a Tar Heel, right? right. And I, as a dog fan, look, I know you want to hear Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. But look, he understands tradition. SEC, Georgia, we're all about tradition. RBU. Everybody understands Georgia as RBU from Herschel to what well, really trippy sink, uh, you know, all the way back up to Herschel, Garrison Hurst, Todd Gurley, right? And Hurst, yo, Garrison Hurst was a Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. What's our, now, our RBU running back university? Yes, oh, sir. Sure, hey, sure. Fun fact here, since you're not a dog fan, did you know that can you, can you believe having Todd Gurley, uh, Todd Gurley, Keith Marshall, and Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle on the same squad at the same time. Yes, that is ridiculous. That and look, that's why when I'll, I understand we're kind of going on right here, but this is tying back into this tradition. Yeah, you know, you look at Georgia. We uh, we have a huge tradition when it comes to RBU. Look, we're, we're still going to be RBU, but times are changing, and I think we're slowly getting there, guys. Right. You know, and, and you look at and you look at what Mac Brown's doing for North Carolina. It's the same situation. We're in the same boat here for this little. Uh, brief in, uh, moment here. Carolina is making changes, and, and they're taking you know what's typically known as a basketball school, and they're changing the culture. And they're making a, a, a I'd say a, an elite mainstay football program. So long, at least in my opinion, so long as Max there, they're going to be relevant by all means. See what sucked was like we're always going to be a basketball school. I mean, when you got a guy like, just the same way with a football Jordan, school, man. Yeah. Like even the football team wears the basketball guy's shoes, so it's always going to be a basketball yeah. school, regardless. But in that mid '90s and in that early 2000s that Rob speaks of, when Coach Mack was the head coach for the Carolina Tar Heels football program, we were—I'm telling you—the trajectory was was there then, and we got all the way to a point where we were really about to compete for a national championship. But what happened was there were players that were doing things they shouldn't have done. As Tar Heels, we don't even talk about those things anymore. But Coach Mack had to leave. And when Coach Mack left, the program started to suffer because of the things that had been done under Mack Brown's watch. 
Well, Mac Brown goes on and coaches at Texas. He gets Vince Young. I don't know if you know about him, but they will go ahead and win a championship and all kinds of things. So it was one of those things where <laughs> you have a girlfriend and she breaks up with you at prom. And then she goes off and goes to another school. And, and then she goes off with another guy. And then she goes with him to prom and they get married and have kids and have a beautiful family. And then you're just sitting there like, damn. But then that family goes stale and she cheats on him and they break up. And now his heart's broken and he has to come. And your girlfriend has to come back. And now we got our girlfriend, Mac Brown, back. And now we're going back to glory, damn it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love I love the enthusiasm, man. Like, it's so, it's so interesting because – and one of the things that I, I – look, I grew up – like I said, I, I was born and raised in North Carolina. I understand what, what what I used to see every Saturday. Like, how many how many people can you count that actually watched ACC football? Dude, everybody around here was a Florida State fan. Yeah. Clemson fans. Clemson yeah. fans. Everywhere. Yep. yep. Clemson. Now, the, it went from Florida State. Florida State was the 90s. Yes. Then it went from Florida State to Clemson. Like, yep. Carolina, had, I'm telling you, man, like, that's why this is unprecedented waters that we're in right now. With there, now, now, you're going you're gonna to hate me for this. But when Cutliff was there, right? I mean, Cutliff at Duke's still there. I think Cutliff's a good coach. I really do. I do. Uh, there was a time when I think Duke was really – really good for a couple years in football and it was weird because look in North Carolina for the most part growing up people just kind of forgot Saturdays uh until about November and when there's a thing right. called college basketball season open back up and then you were right. glued to the TV every day if you really thought about it but you know and that's one of my things when it comes to recruiting and this is why I love what Max doing because growing up you know Florida State or you know more recently Clemson Clemson could come in here and pull any damn kid they wanted to out of mm. North Carolina. And obviously, right. you have battles with Georgia. Too. Georgia did that as well, but right. Clemson was notorious right. for coming in and pulling the best of the best, and there was no competition whatsoever. You right. can look at you can look at the best kids in North Carolina and say they're Clemson. That's it. That's right. it. You you just knew locked yes. it in. Put put your house on it. You yes. knew they were going to Clemson. Matt Brown's not letting that happen anymore. Right. And you, so you're seeing elite talent, uh, talent programs like Bama coming in North Carolina potentially, definitely Clemson, Georgia, and and they're making it hard for them to pull them guys out. You look at, I'll tell you, a program that has the tradition of keeping guys in state, Louisiana State, LSU, Louisiana, yeah. it has a ton of talent, ton of talent. Because you're if you're from Louisiana, you're from New Orleans or some shit like that, you want to play for LSU. Why? Because LSU understands the culture of the state they understand your culture they understand you if you if, imagine somebody from new orleans coming to carolina it's a mind fuck it's totally different ain't yep. no mardi gras ain't nobody singing ain't no beads ain't nobody showing their breasts for beads none of that shit i mean you, you, you might hear pd pablo pop in from time to jail. time huh i mean you might have pd pablo pop in from time to time you with, might uh, have pd pablo but that said you ain't gonna have lil wayne and the hot boys hey you do got j cole though do got J. Cole and you got the baby as long as he's not going on rants is getting everybody embarrassed. Fair enough. But, not, <laughs> but, but that's, that's, see, to me, this is the thing, though. You, you look at, you know, like I said, LSU traditionally has kept the best pre- players in the state, which turns out to be most of the nation. Like Louisiana, right. Georgia, when you look at this, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, California, Texas, those five right there, you could. They have the most volume, and they have the best talent. Now you look right. at, you know, you look at Georgia per capita has the most talent, in my opinion, the highest quality talent. But North Carolina's on the rise, man. And look, 
this is a you know this is a Georgia Bulldog podcast all day for sure. However, however comma if, if look, I am a North Carolina citizen. I am a born and raised North Carolinian. If I have a chance to sit here and, and, and kind of boast my shoulders about my state and what they put on the table in regards to college football, I have to do it. I have to right. do it. And not to. to mention that there have been North Carolinians that we've mentioned in this um, podcast that have strengthened the Bulldogs or sh- strengthened the dogs. You feel me? Like we spoke on guys y'all have now, guys y'all have had in the past. Like, so you all have been beneficiaries of the talent that is North Carolina. But uh, I think the easiest way to maybe translate Carolina football and as it parallels to Carolina basketball is imagine as dogs fans, imagine if as heralded as your football program is, imagine if you all's basketball program started to gain momentum to be on that same level, because that's what we're talking about. Like Georgia, Georgia basketball is nowhere near the level of Georgia football. Is that fair to say that? Right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got Tom Crean in there, but like, dude, Georgia, Georgia fans are hating life right now for basketball. I don't keep up with too much of of Georgia outside of uh, football too much. Right. But I'm telling you right now, when it comes to basketball, there's a lot of pissed off Georgia fans. That's my <laughs> That's point. I'm going to say there. That's my point. So imagine if you had a coach in that understood Georgia culture and was recruiting in-state and getting y'all back to where y'all were actually honestly, seriously thinking about, wow, we can compete for a national championship. That is what Carolina football fans are feeling right now. You know, and obviously kind of, to tie everything in here, going around uh, round trip and bringing it back home, you know, look, there is a good chance that North Carolina can handle uh, Florida State and handle Miami and, and take care of business every other game, win games that you're supposed to win, right? Right. Come home and come and come to Charlotte and play Clemson and beat Clemson. I, I, I'm not saying that Clemson's, you know, looking at it, I think Clemson has a good shot to make it back to the playoffs. Look, I'm one of those people that until you beat them, I'm going to put them back in there for sure. However, and we are too. Coach Mac how, Brown is too. That's the thing. Like Coach Mac Brown isn't saying, "Hey, we ready to win a national championship." No way. Coach Mac Brown is saying the same things that I'm saying. We got to beat the Wofford's. We got to beat the Georgia States, right? And then yep. we got to beat the Florida States and the Miamis, right? Yep. To even get a chance to see Clemson to optimistically beat them. Like we got so much work to do before we can even think about playing or beating the Clemson. But as a fan. I know that the, tra- the trajectory of this team is one that is ready to dethrone a juggernaut like Clemson for shit show. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I think this year is the best. I don't I don't want to sound bad about this because this is a typical Georgia thing. This is our year. But when I look at North Carolina, I think this might seriously be the year for y'all. Like this is the year to make it happen. Now I'm not going to say y'all are going to make it to the playoffs and win the whole damn thing. No, However, you know I look at it taking baby steps. I'm not going to jump if I if I can't swim. I'm not jumping into the eight foot deep. I'm right. taking the steps down into the three feet and getting myself comfortable and getting into a spot where I can sit there and, and sustain where I need to be and right. then work my way down. So, right. so I look at it this right here. I think, you know, taking the history, recent history with what North Carolina did, right. Playing them super close. In my opinion, they should have beat y'all should have beat them. Y'all should have beat them. Should have bro. It, it definitely should've. exposed that weakness. But then you look at what the, what happened after that, they just kind of just shut the door on any kind of, and they just blew everybody out, but <laughs> yeah. but you showed, but they, but you exposed the chink in the armor, like you said. Right. So you sit there, you do that right here. You have Sam Howell, which I think he's gone after this year. Let's be honest. Absolutely. You know, but you know, you have the quarterback, and everybody knows. You know this as well. Quarterback makes or breaks the season. Georgia fans, we understand what it means to not have certainty at the quarterback position. You saw last year alone the uncertainty moving around 
And then guess what happens? JT Daniels comes in, all is calm. As long as right. he's healthy, all is calm. Right. That's the same situation with North Carolina right now. Sam Howe is arguably the best quarterback in the country. I think you look at, in my opinion, the three here. You have Sam Howe at one. Uh, you have Spencer Rattler and JT Daniels. Those are the three, the big three that um, you know I'm looking at as having huge breakout Heisman type years. Right. Uh, and, and really, I, I think it's possible. And I think Mac's going to have you know y'all going to be passing the ball left and right, but y'all still utilize the run game, which is key. Right. But uh, you know, looking at it right here, like I'm, I'm rooting for the Tar Heels to to dethrone Clemson. I'll, however, my Georgia look, we're playing them week one anyway. That's I'm all about to say. I'm rooting for Georgia, man. Y'all, listen. I hope y'all beat them week one because then they already starting off zero and one. So that's already helping. Like, that's the case. But you, like I said, look, when y'all played them close and almost beat them, they they turned into a team that like nobody in the country wanted to see. That was under Trevor the, Lawrence, though. Well, true, but I look DJ DJ is gonna be a dude too, man. <laughs> he is, but he ain't gonna be he ain't gonna be sunshine though. No, nah, so that's a different breed though, man. You know, hey, he was a, he was a Georgia boy though. Hey, Georgia boy, I tell you. See, but you, but you also look at see this is the thing, man. Georgia football, like Georgia high school football. This is why high school football in your state should mean something to you, right? In, in that class alone, you had Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, both from Georgia, right? And you see what they turned out to be. Right. It's, it's insane. Right. Georgia that's understands. Why, that's why Georgia if Georgia understands. didn't recruit in-state, that would be insane. That would be the dumbest shit. And see, oh, like, absolutely. When you absolutely. say other guys like get away and stuff like that, like y'all can't keep all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like Because to, in all honesty, some guys need to leave because yeah. if they stay, they're going to be too, they're going to be tempted around the environments they're already in. They won't be able to blossom. They're at home on the weekends, more susceptible to danger and ridiculous shit and shit. Sometimes it's better for the kids to go. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's another thing with coaching. Your coaching has to be like, listen, you're going to stay here and we're going to make sure you stay here. If we have to handcuff you to the damn dorm room table, you're going to stay in your dorm this weekend. Like, that's got to be coaching too. Yep. Not, you know, look at, like I said, you, you take, you have that potential, right, to hang around the, the, the negative, right, when you're staying at home. You know, sometimes leaving home, you get a fresh, you know, fresh, you know, fresh start, really. Yeah, right, right. You know, but at the same time, like, you know, it is nice to be, you stay home and play for that team. Now, right. before before we wrap this up, I have a couple questions. You know, what, in, in, right now, if you had to choose today as the current current scheme of things with no injuries, things like that, uh, it taken into play, what's your 14th playoff? Um, I will go Oklahoma. Okay. Ohio State, very optimistically, Tar Heels beat Clemson, and we represent. And because I'm on this podcast, I will say the dogs. But if yeah. I wasn't talking to you, I would say Alabama just on the strength of it's fucking Alabama. It's Nick Saban. Yep. Jesus Christ. Who 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 would bet their money? Last time I bet money against Alabama, it was for you, Penny Nicks, okay? Yeah. No, I, you know, I look at it that way, man. Like, I look at it as, you know, obviously Georgia's had them dead to rights and we never finished. You know, you look at, like I said, national title game, never let that down. Then right. the, literally the year after the SEC title game had them dead to rights. We led the entire game. I don't know if you paid attention to this. We led the entire game until the last minute and they beat us. It wow. took the national title game was overtime. They they won, they let they took the lead in the last minute or that minute, a couple minutes to beat us in the SEC championship game the following year. We've been dead. To, we've had them dead to rights, and we haven't done it. That's only us to blame for that. Right. I'm not going to be this cliche. This is our year type bullshit. I don't believe in it. 
But if I had to, this is the year. Like, there's no excuses. You look at what we have. We have so much coming back for one. So coming back, not returning. Like that's a big deal. But who we're bringing back is also a big deal too. Right. And we have it all. You know, you look at what you're bringing back. Our schedule isn't as strong as it typically is. So really, outside of Clemson, we need to take care of business like we should, and not lose to teams that we shouldn't lose to, and we'll be in the SEC title game. You know, and then like I and said, you think y'all can beat Alabama? I, like I said, it's it's hard to go against Alabama. Just trying to be as unbiased as, as possible, taking off the Georgia hat right now. I think this might actually be the year, and, and I'm not saying anything discrediting Alabama because that'd be the stupidest fucking thing I could say. But the thing about it is. Every year they've had you know plans in place and reloaded, right? That's what they do. But the, where they're having to reload at is my question because last year Mac Jones was a fucking assassin. You also had you know Waddle and uh, Devontae Smith right there. So you had you know Mac Jones, Devontae, and Jalen Waddle, all three of them Heisman candidates, Heisman finalists. And now you have to sit there and, and replace that. That's a lot to do. But when it comes to Alabama, it's Alabama. They're going to be fine. You know right. Bryce Young. You, you hear about Bryce Young and the NIL money? Uh-uh. Almost a million bucks already hasn't. Oh yeah, Alabama. Yeah, ain't even played up. Ain't ain't through a fucking pass. So I, you know, you look at that right there. But my the biggest question mark for me, and I think they're going to be fine. It's just a matter of how it goes. Their offensive line. They, what they had last year, it was uh, you know there was so much seniority there, and they and a lot of those guys got drafted. The talent is not the question; it's the experience and how they gel up. I trust Saban and everybody on his coaching staff to be fine and have them ready. But my biggest question outside of players is a coaching staff. Bill O'Brien, how is he going to handle what Sark left him? Because let's be honest, last year, Sark was perfect offensive coordinator. And, and, and Saban's had some damn good ones with, with Kiffin there, turn that offense around. Then you look at uh, Sark last year. I loved what he brought on that offense. Now right. it's Bill O'Brien's time to see what he can do with this. And I think that's the ultimate question mark. I believe your offensive line having to replace that much there. And and, and what can Bill O'Brien do? Can he get it done as an offensive coordinator? That's going to be the big questions for me. But right. I, I, def, I definitely look at it being Georgia-Alabama and SEC title game. Look, if we take care of Clemson, you know, we can still lose close in the SEC title game and still make it as a, probably a three or four in the playoffs. So I think right. if we handle business, we, we're going to be in the playoffs. The thing about it is – in my opinion, I would much rather win the SEC title game right now than lose. I would. I'd rather lose to Clemson and win an SEC title game, right? Than right. to than to beat Clemson. Even though I love beating Clemson, look, right. twenty fourteen we beat Clemson. I loved it, but right. I would much rather win the SEC title. I think. Look, SEC it just means more. That's what I'm. That's how I'm feeling. I feel that type of way. Yeah, you want to win your conference, but seeing like that's what I was saying at the beginning of this, man. The symmetry between dogs fans and Carolina fans are so right there side by side, man. Like, I would be silly to to bet against Clemson. They're the juggernaut of our conference, have been for the past decade, right? But, again, they're the most vulnerable they've been in years right now. The same way you're talking. Like, they are the, they, they do the same thing. They reload. They go from Deshaun Watson to freaking Sunshine. Like, they reload. Yep. And But where they're reloading is the question. Like, they're, they got to reload at quarterback. They got to reload at running back. They got to reload at linebacker. Offensive line, too. Fact, offensive line, they got to do a lot of reloading, dog. So from that perspective, they're doing a lot of reloading while we're just building. And we've been building for the past three – well, the past two seasons. And this third season, I just really feel like, you know, even if we don't get to a national championship, because I think that's a a, a huge bar to get to. 
from yes. two and two and nine three years ago to a national championship this year. I don't see that being as realistic, but I do think that we have the team that can handle the business that we need to handle in front of us and then get to Clemson in an ACC championship. And when you're there, it's made, made the best team win, Jack, made the best coach win, made a, whoever plays the best on that day. But you give yep. me a one game off against Clemson to go to the AC, I mean, to go to the playoffs, and I like our chances, Jack. Yeah, last question before I let you go. September 4th, are you going to be there? And if so, well, let's just say this. Are you going to be at, are you going to be in Charlotte that game? I am not going to be there. I am the PA announcer for my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, and we've got a game September the 4th. Gotcha. So I'll be at, I'll be having to work, but trust and believe the game will be on in the press box, and we will be making sure that we're keeping up with that. Now, with that being said, I wanted to see if you were going over there. I just wanted to see what you were going to, if you were or not. However, the last question is, give me your score prediction for the game, and, and unbiased as possible. Georgia Clemson. Yes. Um, saying that I don't know jack shit about Georgia. I'm going off of solely the things that you told me. I like a 6'8 wide receiver. I like a 6'5 wide receiver. I like somebody that's running a 10-flat hunting. I like those things offensively. Um, again, Clemson is going to Clemson. You're coming here, so they're going to have home field advantage like a motherfucker. It's the first game. God willing, fans are going to be in attendance, so it's going to yes. be the first football game for, with fans for them in a while. That emotion alone, I'm going to give them 10 points off the rip. Um, but again, I think Clemson is, um, is vulnerable based off what you're saying about where you all are with everybody coming back. I'm going to give y'all a 31, 21 dub over Clemson. You know, I look at it as, I I think it's going to be, first off, this game right here, just from, just from the analysis that I'm looking at here is going to be one in the trenches. It's, that's where it starts and that's where it's going to determine the winner. Uh, you know, because let's be honest, Ryan Brzee, uh Miles Murphy, not to be mistaken with your Miles Murphy, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, KJ Henry and company on that defensive line is the best in the country. And, and Georgia's got a damn good defensive line, too. And we got a deep defensive line at that. But the question is, who's going to keep their uh, who's going to protect their quarterback the best? Right. And and that's where I think that's where ultimately it lies. Uh, you know, looking at what Georgia can do here. We're going to get after the quarterback. And, you know, I understand DJ played a couple games uh, with Trevor's absence last year when he had COVID. Right. And he played uh, Notre Dame and played him close, lost in overtime. I'm just going to say this right here. Look, we ain't, we ain't Notre Dame. Like right. This, 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 under, like, I know you got two starts, and that's cool, but th- this team ain't your Notre Dame. Notre right. Dame, I'm not discredited Notre Dame, but, look, it's a whole different level, especially on defense. Ask, ask Eli Book. And see, I don't think that Clemson is as hungry as Georgia is. I think they would be. They lost last – 2014, they lost. You know, they beat us in 2013. We beat them in 2014. Nobody on that roster is there from 2014, first of all. You're you're right. You're right. And last year's team, like, the the guys who would have gave a shit, they're gone. The ETNs and the Trevors, like, those guys, if you were seeing those guys September 4th, oh, y'all might be getting y'all's ass handed to y'all. Well, it's going to be a close one in overtime. But this team, they don't have, in my opinion, again, in my opinion, they don't have a chip on their shoulder. This Georgia team has a chip on their shoulder. Look, our motto is unfinished business. Right. That's, that's, that's a, that was the motto for 
uh, for uh, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. Hey, guys, Devontae Wyatt, keep that name out because the dude's going to be a fucking animal this year. What he's already he, defensive uh, defensive line. He's he's right alongside Jordan Davis. Look, he had a good season last year. I'm telling you, this dude is going to be a baller, eat way, way better than what he was last year. Just feel it. But you had both of those guys come back. Zeus comes back. James Cook comes back. All these guys with that same motto, unfinished business. To me, that tells me it means something to them. Now, and they know, and they know, they know is how you start, and they're gonna play. I, I'm telling you, like set the tone, set the tone, bro. Like I'm telling you, I really do think Georgia will get Clemson week one. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a closer score though. I, I think with 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 Justin Ross and uh, Ladson and all those guys in the receiving core, it's gonna be closer because with our with our inexperience at secondary, this is what's gonna cause us to be closer. I'd say I'd say 38, 35. I think it's gonna be close. And and, and look, hot, and Jackpot is gonna be our savior. He he did it. He did it against Cincinnati, a fifty-three yarder, to basically win us the game. Right. He, he, I think he'll come through in the clutch and win us by a field goal. It's gonna be a damn good game, nonetheless, though. It damn sure is. I'm gonna make sure be, that, it damn sure better be. I got. I'm gonna make sure I chop it. I'll make sure I'm um, locked into your Twitter feed. Uh, during the game and afterwards, win or now, lose, I'll try to keep up with it, man. Look, when I get in, I get into these games. I get into them, so I, feel you. I gotta be, I, I gotta be careful, you. man. I don't want, my, I don't want my neighbors thinking I'm like, you know, <laughs> domestic violence. But I be cussing, I be cussing at the TV, man. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. I, I'm telling you, you would think I was at the game the way I'm screaming at my television for sure. Oh, absolutely. For sure. So, I mean, there's just so much at that. Look, everybody understands how the importance. You don't even have to be a fan. Look. B-Dot, he's a Tar Heel fan, and he understands how much this means to not only just Clemson and Georgia, but college football. College football, it's, period, dog. This is probably the best game in, in recent memory to start the season off. To start the season, absolutely. So, hey, man, look, I, I've had a blast sitting here chit-chatting. I love it. Hey, thanks for having football. me on, man. You, hey, you hit me hey, up you, and ask hey, me what I'd be willing to come on and talk some Tar Heel talk, man. As the unofficial mascot of Tar Heel basketball and Tar Heel athletics, it's my duty to do so, man. So I appreciate you for having B dot on, man, at uh, any time. Hey, absolutely. Look, guys, I know this was a lengthy conversation, but look, I hope that this opened your eyes and and, and really gets them understanding across that. Look, you can look at the ACC and you see Clemson, but you have to respect what's underneath of them because they're closer than you think. We come. Look, Miami plays Bama week one. I want to see what that's about. I hope D'Arc King can come back and play that game healthy. Facts. But look. I'm telling you, North Carolina is going to give them a problem if they make it to Charlotte. This is obviously being from North Carolina. I understand on a little bit more personal level than most dog fans. So, look, I, I wanted to do everybody a service and say, hey, look, it's not just Clemson right now. North Carolina's right there at their heels, no pun intended, and see what uh-huh. happens. And they may be able to sit there and, and take down the uh, the king uh, of the ACC this year. Never know, but it could be Never done. Know. It can happen. Hey, y'all might be able to take down the king of the SEC. You never know. Shit, they became college football. What do you mean? Uh, for shit show. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> but no, hey, man, look. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Hey, before you go, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Look, if you've never heard of Wild Now, do yourself a favor and watch that damn show. I don't know if you've been on recently, but look, you, you've been on that show several times. I loved watching you on – look, I ain't going to lie. My favorite thing before I get you off here, when you, <laughs> plead the fifth. That was my favorite line. With Bow Wow? Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. for shit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was class. That was my that that was my very first episode 
the very first Wait, game I ever played on Wild and Out ever. Way to fucking start the show, man. I love that. That's how that I started my Wild and Out career, dude. With that <laughs> you you got to start out with a bang. That's what you did. I love you it. Got I love to, it. You got I to, bro. You got to. No, but that's um, Wild and Out. Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. I definitely did six seasons on that. Um, I was on last season. I won't be on this season. They got a new season starting August the 10th. I won't okay. be on this new season, but that was all still the homies. Um, 102 Jam. Oh, this way. 102 Jams. Uh, that's where I work at, uh, three live crew morning show. I'm the unofficial mascot of Tar Heel basketball. I'm the PA announcer for the Carolina Cobras. I'm the in-arena host for the Greensboro Swarm, which is a G League affiliate for the um, Charlotte Hornets. I'm the PA announcer for WSSU football and basketball. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father. I'm a content creator. I have a segment on my social media. I didn't know, maybe you didn't either, where we talk about black facts. I do MAPA videos, Make America Fat Again, where we go to restaurants. Oh, sausage, bi- sausage biscuit with a bowberry, man. Hey, God, listen, shit was good. Just, hey, that's what Ooh. I do, bro. That's what I do. So I got that's a bunch of different platforms, good. man. Connect the dots with my family. Um, I'm just out here, man. B.TV, B D A H T TV. You can find me there on all platforms, man, and yep. be entertained. Yep. Hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll even help you out. Uh, if you don't know him, like I said, look, he gets around especially around the triad for where I am has done a lot to me, means a lot to me because look, I've, I've sat here as my alma mater at UNCG, you, you've hyped up games there, made those right. games fun and shit to watch. You Appreciate know, so that. it means a lot for me to have you on. Um, and up. I'm looking forward to chit chatting and get you back on. Look, might have to bring you on if North Carolina sitting there being a true problem. We're going to have to bring people on and say, Hey, look, come back to this show right here. We tried to tell you. Absolutely, bro. Like, Midway through the season, got matter of fact, after the um, what is it, Miami game, we can do a preview or or a follow up after Miami and Carolina and see where we at. I might have to make it. I might look. I, I typically during the season, I'm going to be doing two. I'm going to do a Georgia review, Georgia preview. Look, there may be a time where I might just have to sit here and bring you on for a review and say, look, this what Let's happened. We told you about this because this is what's going to happen. It's going to be a Charlotte thing. Make it Facts. happen. We're, that was episode to be the dog and heel show. Hey, I'm, hey, we'll make it work. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Let's do we'll it, dog. It I'm with it. I'm with it. I mean, hey, look, man, like I said, it's a pleasure having you on, and yeah. I hope you have the rest of uh great rest of your day, man. Hey, same to you, man. You be good, Rob. Will do. Peace, brother. Uh, yes, sir. All right, guys, that's all we got for today's show. Uh, definitely had a great time with BDOT here. And, you know, obviously a lot to go on. Guys, it's getting close to the season. September 4th is coming so close. I can taste it. Can't wait to taste tiger blood in Charlotte. It's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be so beautiful. But on that note, though, guys, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and go dogs.